Hello and welcome back to Wrong Opinions Only Survivor Edition with your host Justin and Kayla. And I'm just going to sit here quietly <clears throat> in despair for the rest of this podcast. Because so it's you sweet, can lead it, Kayla. Sweet, sweet victory. I, am, I just can't understand the season at all. I just baffling gameplay makes no sense. And you knew it was going to happen about halfway through when just a name was mentioned out of the side of somebody's mouth. And I'm like, okay, I'm screwed. Kayla's going to somehow find a way to get through this. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Just about everything I needed to just epically succeed this episode happened for me, despite very, very bad odds. So I just, you know, give all the props to my castaways, but most importantly, give all the props to my team because they're just... Because these castaways don't know how to play Survivor. They're terrible. Immortal. They're terrible. I mean, I, I, we might have a five-way winner at this rate because they're just unstoppable. What can I say? And they're all terrible. All the odds are against them, and they prevail. Ugh. Just, I mean, what a great episode. I may just rewatch it just out of sheer delight. But anyways, let's talk a little bit about what happened, which were great things for me. So, new twist slash old twist. The Hourglass decision is back with some slight variations from last season. Winning Tribe has uh, either the option to send a member of the winning team off to the island for the hourglass decision. Of course, they don't know that. So a power twist, um, or they can send kind of the last player out. So that's kind of Jeff brings that up at the beginning of the episode. It's reminded again as they do the immunity challenge. So it's merge time, baby. We're four, four and four on these tribes. It's time to get it together. First team, of course, who wins, wins the merge buff, can't be voted out, but is still able to vote. And they get to eat an epic Applebee's feast. Everyone draws rocks, of course, and the two castaways who pull gray rocks have to sit out, which happen to be Rocks, Roy, and Lindsay. The two teams consist of Jonathan, Hi, Lydia, Marianne, and Tori. Second team is Drea, Mike, Omar, Romeo, and Chanel. The winning team, again, like I said, will have the option to pick either Lindsay or Roxbury to join the team, enjoy the spoils, and then send the other person to the island or one of their own. So who ended up winning? It was the blue team, Jonathan, Hi, Lydia, Marianne, and Tori. Lindsay is picked to join their team with a weird statement of the fact that she looked like she was hungry enough, <laughs> which I feel like was just looking at bodies. I don't know what they're going off of. They've all been on the island starving altogether at the same time. Uh, and Roxroy ends it up sending to the island. They do not send a member of their team, which is an interesting choice. But they're all hungry, and even Applebee's sounds good when you're on an island for two weeks, you know? Was it really bad service on the island, too, or did they actually have people <laughs> I'm curious, over? did they fly in? Like, is there an Applebee's on the island somewhere, like in the middle of the forest? I don't know. But <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it'll be delicious, perhaps. Um, they certainly enjoyed it. Jonathan, especially, you know, he's got muscles, uh, so he needs to, what did he eat? Like 18 eggs, grits. I mean, he had a whole rundown. So he was enjoying every bit of that. Um, Roxway Coist into the island. Unlike poor Erica, who was just like a drowned little mouse, like just drenched in rain, unable to start a fire. Roxway seemed to thrive being all alone on an island. He I prefer it out there, honestly. He might be better on that show alone on Discovery Channel, um, where they just had to decide by themselves. He built a great shelter, started a fire, seemed very happy. Jeff, of course, introduces the hourglass decision. Roxroy pretends like he's debating it, but ultimately he does smash the glass, so that's right. We got a team changeover. 
Of course, they end up doing an individual immunity, uh, which was quite an interesting challenge. And who won? But that's right, my homegirl, Tori, who desperately, desperately needed to win. And she did. So that's just what my team does. Well, you you knew that was going to happen because everybody is talking before, well, it's really got to be either Tori or Chanel or Marianne. Those are the three targets. So when they switched squads and then it was Tori and Marianne on the one, I'm like, well, Tori's going to win because she's on Kayla's team. That's obvious, even though she hasn't proven she can do anything yet this season. And of course she does, and then chaos. The power of my team. I mean, just the mere statement of a member of my team being mentioned. Of course we're going to win, because all we do is win, 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 no matter what. And that's what we did. So Tori wins it again. Chanel, Tori, both mentioned multiple, multiple times going into that event. Of course, Chanel ends up on the winning team. Tori wins immunity. That's great. They go to tribal council. Did anyone use the shot in the dark die? Specifically, shot in the dark die? No. And I believe it's no longer in use now that the teams have officially merged at the end of the episode. Who was ultimately sent home? We had some interesting names thrown out there Marianne, Jonathan. But ultimately, it was Lydia that was sent home on her way. As she said, completely blindsided. That was a nice uh, eight person alliance that formed with. Lydia, Hi, Jonathan, Lindsay, Omar, Roxroy, Drea, and I think I'm missing one other person Mike? there. And Mike. They make an eight-person alliance. They're all standing there and go, my word is my bond. I'm never going to screw you over. This is where we're at. And then they uh, voted out somebody that was in their eight. Because why? Who knows? They went for... One of the people that has not really shown that she can win a physical competition. She's Mm -hmm. pretty good at puzzles. And they had an opportunity to take out a big threat. And they didn't do it. It just baffling gameplay to me. I I don't get it. She didn't have a lot of allies. She had high. And she wasn't winning anything. She doesn't have any advantages or any immunity idols. At least if you get out Marianne there, her immunity idol goes back into play. Like, what? Just weird. weird I will move. say no offense to Erica, but many of those things could have been said about Erica last season. She ended up winning. So who's to say Lydia could have got all the way? I doubt it, but she could have. Yeah, oh, I guess I, I had more of a compliment to your team than you could give to yourself. And let's give a status update on our team, shall we? So remaining on our team, you have high Roxroy. We said goodbye to Jenny, Lydia, and Zach. You have a total of 44 points this week. I still have Chanel, Jonathan, Tori, Dre, and Romeo. That's right, all five. For a total of 59 points. All right. Everyone is now merged as of the end of the episode. Purple Buffs. I didn't catch the tribe name, did you? No. Serge is going to go with Purple Buffs for the marker of this episode. All right. Overall, what'd you think? We had a two-hour episode as well. Love to get thrown into that. So a lot happened, and I personally love the merge arguments, groupings, because nothing's set in stone, obviously, and we saw so many people, like, you're my number one, or I'm working with you, you can trust me, giving dirt on their tribe, and then completely changing, like, to five different other people. And I love that chaos, because it's just chaotic and hilarious. Yeah, everybody was all over the place. You know, they that big group that formed, I thought maybe they'd get through a vote or two, mm-hmm. but they couldn't even get more than a couple hours. Tori is just blowing her entire game up. 
just without even realizing and she's telling everybody i hate roxroy he's a loser let's get him out of here i'm glad we sent him to exile then when he comes back and is like hey i'm using this so i'm safe she goes oh how i'm so offended we sent you there as a gift so that you could have this big advantage like and everybody else is like, are you freaking kidding me? You've openly said you can't stand this guy over and over. And Mike even said she's just digging herself in a grave here. But. Listen, other than Chanel, which I feel like both her, both Tori and Chanel were the names mentioned the most overall. She needs to win individual media all the time because she is absolutely on the chopping block. I think everyone can see it, even if they weren't on a tribe with her, just based off of one, her own actions and what she says to people. And two, everyone on her tribe is shit talking her. So she's not long for the count. Again, just miraculously, both names being mentioned on my team managed to survive, but I don't have super high hopes for next week, honestly. And to be honest, Tori, I thought she's kind of a wild card. I couldn't get too much from her summary when I picked her. She's terrible. And so uh, she doesn't give me much points. So if Tori has to go, I prefer Tori over Chanel first because Chanel has the chance to get me more points. But they're just really bad at forming connections with people. Tori is terrible. She is a therapist. So even reading through her bio, I remember saying, okay, she should be able to formulate relationships with people. That's what she can't do. She is constantly throwing people under the bus. She's openly just arguing and being petty about stupid things. Like she had a conversation with Roxroy where she just kept badgering him. Like when you went to the island, you said uh, you didn't do anything. He goes, no, I saved my vote. She goes, okay. He goes, do you not believe me? She goes, well, I don't know. I don't think so. He goes, well, I don't know what else you want me to tell you. And then she would just be like, really, really? Really? And he's like, what the fuck do you want me to say? Like, I didn't use it. And she just is getting on everybody's nerves and hasn't built any relationships that I can see. And the one time she was trying to build a relationship with, what was it, Drea a couple weeks ago, she immediately turned around to the other people and said, let's get out Drea. So she just, terrible gameplay. The fact she's still in this game is just really confusing to me. And yet she is. I just think... She, one, is completely blindsided by her dislike of Roxroy. Like, it just <laughs> overshadows everything, is that she has to communicate how much she dislikes him to his face, to anyone around him. She cannot be stopped. And second, completely oblivious to the changing tone of the group dynamics. I really don't believe she, she really felt like she was in trouble, even when it was mentioned to her, and she seemed surprised. Unlike Chanel, who was being outcasted and yeah. very badly. I mean, they were not doing a good job whatsoever of making her feel like she had a chance. And Chanel at least picks up. I mean, again, it's very hard not to pick up on the team hating you and wanting you out, especially with this group. They're so not subtle. And the worst part is High. By the way, High starting to come into his own. This yes. is the High I've been waiting for since I drafted him. And it's probably too little too late because he's probably gone in the next couple weeks since Lydia left today. But he is with the group. And when he sees Chanel approaching them the first time, he goes, hey, Chanel's coming up. Let's just keep talking natural. And they, you know, keep the conversation going. Then they all disperse. And then later on, it's almost the same group, uh, substitute a person or two. And he goes, hey, Chanel's coming up. So he's acknowledging this stuff. And he goes, keep the conversation going. We can't disperse like we did last time. And he goes, yeah, we were just talking about, we feel good having you here. And then silence. Nobody helps him out, and then they all disperse. 
if that happens, Chanel is immediately, okay, they're talking about me. They're trying to get me out. Like it was the least subtle thing ever. And I was doing his best to try to keep it together. And he had no backup. It was so bad. It was like they could not. It was like they were just compelled to say, we want to vote you out. We want to vote you out. And so because that was the only thing they could say, they had to leave. I I find no other reason they couldn't mention anything about the merge, about what they ate the other day. No topic of conversation before Chanel got there. I mean, it was just so, it was literally like, hey, want to go fishing? I got to go check my car. I mean, (laughs) it was just ridiculous how quickly they dispersed when she got there. So... Thankfully, Chanel's not oblivious. Now, same thing happened to Tori. I think she'd have no clue. Yeah, she, she'd she have no idea. Yeah, so, but she won that. Let me tell you, she got her game face on and was focused on that immunity challenge. I was impressed at her just totally tuned in. I love seeing the frustration with people not being able to balance the rocks because it. I know I would struggle doing that one. That was I difficult. would be terrible at that, yeah. And this one was a little easier than the one they did last season where they were on like that curve, yes. like almost balance type beam. Yep. And it adds the extra layer of complexity. Here they just had to traverse a larger area in sand with a rope that had a lot more slack, which still is not easy with the amount of slack they had. But I don't think she made any mistakes. And there was a couple of times where I think Lindsay was close, High was close. And Jonathan were close. They were on like their last block and fell down. And she just slow and steady did and won the race. That she did. And she desperately needed it because I have no doubt she would have been the one out um, if it was possible to get her out. So enough about a recap. Let's talk about any other thoughts of the week before we go into our winner of the week. Just I don't know how I feel about um, Jeff openly telling them, Mm -hmm. hey, the person you don't pick is going to go on exile and he's or he or she is going to get a big advantage in the game to change things. I like it better with the mystery. Like last year, it, I don't think there was enough. I like that they had a choice of sending somebody from their group or the person that uh, chose the gray rock because they'd be passing up on the immunity and the, the big old Applebee's feast. But to tell them that it's going to be a big advantage... Leave that to secret because if they're smart enough players, guess what? If somebody's going away for a couple days on exile, they're probably getting some type of advantage thrown their way. They should know that. But to just openly be like, this could change the entire game. I, I think like, it was eh. I, I think it was like what Jeff said, where he's hoping to influence their decision making. I think that was the only reason why they did that. It was just to further hope that they would pick someone else who won. To go out. I think that's ultimately what yeah. they wanted to create some sort of, you know, difference from last season. Still didn't work because they're hungry. They, I mean, second team just got like a pile of rice. I mean, they look so sad eating their little bowls of rice. So. But they were so happy to have something. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I agree. I'm glad that these two seasons are back to back and we get something different next season, hopefully. But I bet there's going to be some variation of what we've seen already again. Yeah, probably. I, they obviously have to switch it up now that people are able to see the twist they're going with. So hopefully it keeps them fresh here going into seasons 43 and beyond. Absolutely. All right. So winner of the week, who do you got? My winner of the week is Omar. Okay. So Omar this week didn't have a vote. He got uh, he got the lucky fortune of Roxroy changing who had immunity. So it didn't matter that he didn't have a vote. 
And he swayed the entire vote by manipulating everybody by just kind of fudging what happened in a conversation that him and Lydia were a part of. They both basically said the exact same thing to the group they were with just to try to defer. Oh, yeah, Jonathan may be a target because he's big, strong guy. And then he just twisted that to Lydia's trying to go after the eight. She said she doesn't mind if Jonathan goes home. And it changed the entire thing on the game. And Lydia didn't, I guess, seize that opportunity. She was trying to stay true to the eight, which is the exact opposite of what he was doing. So I think he played that pretty masterfully to keep his buddy uh, Jonathan in the game. That being said, is it a good thing that you kept Jonathan in the game? You know, the time will tell because he could go on a streak here where he just starts dominating things. But now that you're at after the merge, there's a lot more of these competitions like there were today where you mm -hmm. have these endurance comps, which aren't as beneficial to his like physical prowess. Right. So, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think that's a good one. Um, my winner of the week is my team. I don't know. It's such strong contenders. <laughs> they work so to get so good together as a unit. If I had to pick, it's probably Tori and it's not, any other way than she won immunity when she needed it the most. And that was just the craziest thing. Cause I don't think, you know, before it started, we were saying Tori was going to win it. So she just stayed super hyper-focused. I don't even think she truly realized how much she needed to win it. I mean, Chanel getting immunity was just by proxy of the hourglass break, but Tori actually like dialed in and got it done. So Tori's my winner of the week. I definitely probably won't be saying that about her next week, but I will for now. She was almost my loser of the week. Uh, I can't really justify giving that to her since she won immunity and saved herself. So my loser of the week is going to be High. Yeah, I like oh, High. Losing his... He lost his number one, yeah. Lydia, and now he knows that the eight-person alliance he was in doesn't have his back. And he can't keep his emotions or facial expressions in check, which we've talked about before. So I can see him just blowing shit up next week, which is going to be great for TV, terrible for my team. Because I don't think he's going to go back to camp and just be like, oh, okay. He's going to be like, what the fuck, guys? Why'd you do this? This is bullshit. So I think uh, this week is really going to negatively impact high going forward. You think his emotions might get the best of him? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was very impressed with High this episode. I mean, I have been just for comedic relief, but he really like showed himself as like now I got to get my head in the game. Strategy. Yeah. Who am I talking to? The problem with him, and I'd also say Mike, is that they have this loyalty fixation of like I'm being true to myself. Like stick with your who you say, and it's like this is a game of backstabbing. So I mean it. Don't don't assume that like everyone has to have this moral compass. When it comes to Survivor, everyone wants that million dollars. So forget loyalty. Yeah. You know, so we'll see how hard people stick to that. Obviously, they didn't even last one tribal council when they <laughs> had a majority. So that's its own thing. My loser of the week is probably going to be I'm gonna say Jonathan. And the reason I say Jonathan is that he, and again, even I said he's going to be the number one when they merge because again, it's immunity, individual immunity. He's the strongest. Maybe he's not great at a puzzle, but I mean, he just, he's crushing. Yeah. And I thought he was doing a great job connecting with the other castaways, forming what he thought was an eight person group. And 
he still got two votes, not just one, two. And so I, my hope for him is that he, he was kind of shocked by it. I could tell is that he takes that information and, re- and either one tries to figure out who voted against him and either turn them or two realize he needs to really cement his relationships with other people because he's always going to be the target and it just might be every week fighting for his life. And honestly, Marianne, I'm not sure that she's going to get that same information because she was shocked that she was mentioned when they brought it up before tribal council that her name was being thrown out. She just looked like me. Like I worked this far and I'm like, Marianne, you've been having a target on your back more than just this week. And so she needs to wake up. If she, if she gets, you know, to next week and she's just as oblivious that anyone would want to put her out, she's donezo. Yeah. She, uh, Omar tried to get her to use the idol this week. It didn't work out well. So People are definitely going to be gunning for her. She'll have to use that idol in the next week or two. And shout out to Drea, who is Survivor Rich. And she's sitting pretty. No one is mentioning Drea. She's she straight up called out Marianne in the uh, oh, tribal council. Oh, that was council. hilarious. Like, no Fs given. That was great. Um, biggest surprise of the week. It's got to be Lydia going home, uh, for me anyway. I thought for sure it was going to be Tori or Chanel. And then it shifted, and I was like, okay, they got to go big. They take out Jonathan while they get the chance. And somehow it got swayed over to Lydia. And again, it just doesn't make gameplay sense to me that they went after Lydia at this point. But the only thing I could think of, which they didn't really outright say, is that they were worried that she would use her idol. That's the only thing I think of is a difference between Lydia and Marianne as far as like the connections they made with people. Like, Lydia had high, so at least she had, like, you know, her number one. That was Who it, was though. going to bat for her. Yeah. But who did Marianne have? But the only thing I think of is multiple people knew she had Idol, and they were worried she would play it, and she might heard that her name is, and they went with Lydia, who I feel like they were comparable as far as gameplay. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. You what know, about Lydia was on puzzles, Marianne was on puzzles. So is you that know? your surprise of the week, too? Yeah, I was surprised... You know, what I love about Merge Again is that every name under the sun is being thrown out. People who are like, let's work together are saying, mentioning that they should get that person out in the next two seconds. It's just hilarious to me. It's so chaotic. Um, But Lydia, I mean, she was shocked. I was kind of surprised that it went that way, especially when, you know, they were saying a couple of Jonathans. I thought maybe they're going to take advantage. Yeah. This might be the best time to do it. Um, But we'll see. So, yeah, Lydia, I'm sorry. All right, so what do you have for your biggest mistake of the week? So biggest mistake, I'm going to go with Tori. I mean, she was a winner and a biggest mistake, right? Because she won. She won, but that's only this week. She just ruined her relationship with so many people that didn't know her. If I didn't know anything about Tori and I had that Applebee's dinner and just heard her go on and on about Roxroy and her tribe, especially how nasty she was saying it, I that probably immediately I would have been like, I don't really care for Tori. Like not even knowing the situation, but just how she was telling it. I'm like, she wasn't even coming from a place like Chanel when she was upset with Daniel yeah. at the tribal council. It was kind of like, you threw me under the bus. You did. Like, she wasn't kind of coming at it unemotional. You know, like, listen, Roxroy kind of did me dirty. He did this and this, so I don't really trust him. I think they would have had a completely different than how she came across, which was just being an asshole, you know? Yeah, that was what I had for biggest mistake, too, because she had an opportunity to make a good first impression with these people, and 
she just came off as somebody who you can't trust, who is going to spill your dirt immediately. At one point, as a negative for Roxroy, she was like, yeah, he like really cares about keeping camp up and making the fires and, and going out for food. Oh, is that a bad thing that he's trying to provide for the camp and keep things steady? Like, what? Like, why is that bad? She's just looking for every way to put him down. And I can't imagine the other people that were there for that conversation were like, oh, this is somebody I really want to open up to and build a relationship with since she's throwing everybody else on her squad under the bus. Which is just so funny because in our bio, she just went on and on about how she has this like fluid understanding of emotions and she's going to be able yeah. to, you know, which again is what a lot of people say, but I mean, she at least went to school for this. Um, and so, yeah, she just, it's just funny how it works out again. When you actually get to an Island, you do become a different person. So it's very easy for your gameplay to get a little misconstrued, but yeah, Tori, uh, again, don't have high hopes, which transitioned us right into how do we feel about our teams? Yeah, whatever. See ya. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, yeah, Tori. Honestly, I think the only thing that I think may save Tori next week is going to be Marianne. If Marianne is desperate and kind of like annoys the other players with what she might do over Tori, annoying the players over what she might do, Marianne might go home. I don't know how she's going to do an individual immunity. So I feel like that's it. Otherwise, I think Tori, like, see ya. You're not long for this world. I think next week, uh, Marianne's going to have a lot of votes, but she's going to use the idol, and the backup is going to be Tori. That's what it seems like, um, unless they try to get Chanel out. But again, Chanel seemed to kind of weave her way into a spot where they stopped talking to her by the time it came to voting time. Yes. If Chanel's smart, she realizes how ice cold everyone is to her, mm -hmm. and she starts really like doubling down. Maybe not on getting everyone on your side, but locking in a few people because now high can only kind of speak of his own experience with Chanel his voice is loud when Lydia isn't, you know, chirping right next to him. So, well, yeah. And Mike is just not a good survivor player. So no, he's making it, but again, he's one of those loyalty guys. So I just feel like he's ripe for a backstabbing in my opinion. Very true. So yeah, I feel good about my team, but I definitely think one's going home next week. If I had to make a prediction, um, which means I'm probably going to have Roxroy going home <laughs> out of nowhere. Just, yeah. I mean, if I had to pick between your two, I do like Roxroy, but I just feel like high is just cracking me up and he is, he had a great moment with Romeo in this episode too. And I just think high is coming more into his own now we'll see. But then again, someone could do something really, really stupid next episode and they go home. So who's to say, you know, very true. All right. I think that's it for us this week on survivor. As always, the tribe and JK have spoken. See you next week. Well, that's it this week for Wrong Opinions Only Survivor Edition. Please follow us on Instagram at Wrong Opinions Only and on Twitter at Wrong Opinions JK for all of our Survivor takes throughout the week. Until next time, JK out.